The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode and I'm so excited for my next guest. It's Dr. Becky Campbell. She's a board certified doctor of natural medicine and she earned her doctorate in, doctorate in chiropractic at Life University and she specializes in histamine, thyroid and so many other things. Welcome Dr. Becky Campbell. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so talk a little bit about your own wellness journey. And I know that, you know, that has a big impact on what you're doing now with natural medicine, but talk about your personal journey for just a second. Yeah. So I was in college and I, um, you know, I never felt great to be honest. You know, when I was younger, I had headaches and, you know, sensitivity to heat and hives and stuff like that, that I never really thought was anything of importance. But um, I was in college and I was working out like crazy and I was under an enormous amount of stress and I gained 30 pounds and I had never had a weight issue at all, but I gained it. It seemed like overnight. So um, and then I was just extremely fatigued and, and had terrible brain fog and went from doctor to doctor and everyone said I was fine because I looked fine. They, so, you know, they couldn't, they did very limited labs and they were like, no, we don't see anything. So after, you know, going through the mill of that, I finally found someone who did functional medicine. Um, and it was probably not called functional medicine, maybe back then, because it was like 15 years ago, but, you know, it was holistic, you know, nonetheless. So they tested me really thoroughly and they found out I had hypothyroidism and later found Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune component of hypothyroidism. And, um, but, but more than that, they looked at, you know, what my adrenal glands were doing, like my cortisol, which is our stress hormone, hormone was really, really high. That was making me gain a lot of weight. I had some yeast and bacteria and parasites in my gut, which was making me have a lot of, uh, you know, those issues. And so I, you know, went through their treatment and I got so much better um, and then, you know, there was just some lagging things that, you know, I noticed that when I would eat certain foods and I really couldn't always pinpoint what food it was, but that I would get headaches almost right away, or I would get like this, like weird tingling sensation in my scalp and would just feel really fatigued. So that's when I later started to research about histamine intolerance and learned that that's what I had. And then once I, you know, did what I know now I needed to do to get rid of that, then I really felt really good at that point. So that's why really those, you know, thyroid and histamine intolerance, are the two things I focus on in my practice, because it's what I know best. You know, I struggled with it so much myself and, and I know how to help people best with it. Now talk to us a little bit about your new book, the four phase histamine, histamine reset plan. How, how does someone know if they are histamine intolerant, like what are right. some signs that, you know, right now they'd go up, oh, this is a red flag. You, you may have this. Well, so histamine, and I just need to say this, you know, a lot of people don't even understand what it is or, you know, what, it, what that even means. So 
it's something that we need. You know, it, it helps our immune system to attack viruses and pathogens, and it's a chemical messenger between our body and our brain. But the problem is, is when histamine levels can't be broken down. So there are, there are enzymes that break that down. And a lot of people are missing those enzymes where they're low in those enzymes, whether it's via a gene mutation that causes it or gut issues because that's where the enzyme is um, made, you know, most of the places that it's made. Um, so anyways, it's when it builds up too much. So when they can't break it down, they start to get um, migraines, eczema, allergies, vertigo, anxiety, any type of skin issue, really, a lot of people will get hives. Um, some people will get where they kind of feel like their throat is a little swollen, um, low blood pressure. You know, if you go from a sitting to standing position and you're dizzy, or a lot of people who have exercise intolerance, which I talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people, they, they work out or they, they were able to do a certain type of training at one point. And then they find that they're working out and they're getting really fatigued and dizzy and not feeling well after. So those are probably the biggest signs, but there's, there's a lot of them. Now, as far as the digestive issues, do you feel like, does any of it have to do with maybe low stomach acid? Like people just not having the stomach acid to help to digest that. Yeah, well, actually, histamine is plays a big role in stomach acid. Um, and so when you have low stomach acid, which is hypochlorhydria, you tend to get uh, a SIBO, which is a small intestine bacteria overgrowth. And I, I test everybody you know, who comes to me for SIBO, among many other tests. But I find that almost everybody that I test has SIBO because it's just so common. And people think they have high stomach acid, and it's really low most of the time. And so what, what do you do? So if someone comes into you and you test it and they say, okay, we do have SIBO, what do you, what is it? Um, what kind of supplement protocol or what do you put them on? So it really depends on, I, I test the large intestine and the small intestine. So the large intestine, I use the GI map test, which is a really thorough stool test. And then the, the SIBO test is a breath test. So I kind of formulate a plan to attack everything at once. So they're not doing this for six months, but just antimicrobial supplements, you know, based on their specific issue. Um, and then also, you know, digestive enzymes, almost everyone with SIBO should be taking digestive enzymes because they have trouble breaking their food down properly mm. and they need that hydrochloric acid. So most good digestive enzymes have both in there. Um, and, you know, probiotics, but it depends. Like some people with histamine intolerance, you can't take probiotics or you can't take certain strains of probiotics because they actually can make your histamine levels higher. So it really is tailored to the person and just kind of depending on what they have, but it's basically that. And then I, and then I always do support for the lining of the gut, um, you know, L-glutamine and some other things mixed together, but it's, it's kind of basically all of that together for about 60 days. So in my newest edition of my book, Waste Away, I talk about how people don't have to deprive themselves when it comes to food, mm -hmm. but everyone needs to decide for themselves what are their red light, yellow light, and green light foods. And so right. red light is like, when I eat this, I am miserable. Like I feel right. terrible. Yellow is like, I don't feel great, but if I like it enough, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Right? So what are your personal red and yellow light foods? 
So I work very similar to that. And I love your approach with that because I don't put people on a diet. You know, I put people on food that's going to make them feel well. Um, and even in my book, it's a yes, no, maybe less. So it's very similar to, to your approach. So for me, um, you know, high histamine foods, which fermented foods are very high in histamine, tomatoes, citrus, anything aged, um, you know, like a charcuterie board would be like someone with histamine tolerance's worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, vinegars, certain vinegars. Uh, those are probably the worst offenders, chocolate, stuff like that. Avocados, unfortunately, you know, mm. now I can eat most of that stuff, but when I was really acute, I couldn't. So that's kind of what I go through in the book is I'm teaching people how to initially what foods to take out and then how to heal their body to be able to reintroduce the foods. Now, if they're taking, let's say that someone find, you know, is going to take, you know, HCL and... Mm-hmm they're going to take, you know, stuff for stomach acid, a good digestive enzyme. Is that not enough if they are histamine intolerant to break that, to break it down? No. Um, Usually because it's usually being driven by a lot of things. So I call it the histamine bucket and I have a really great infographic for this. So just imagine a bucket and put stress in there put uh, estrogen dominance in there, put yeast overgrowth in there, put SIBO in there. And then you add that avocado, right? So your, your bucket is just too full. I can't tolerate that avocado. Mm-hmm. So what I work on is getting through all of those things in the bucket, getting the bucket empty. And that's how the person can start to eat the foods again. So is there anything for you personally that you still, so it sounds like you've incorporated avocado back in, you're now able to do that. Right. Is there anything for you that you've go, I still don't incorporate this back in. When I eat this, I still feel terrible. Fermented foods, I have, I'm very limited on how much I can eat because they are so high in histamine or like a really high histamine vinegar, like balsamic vinegar, all my nose. And and a big, big sign that you have it is if you're eating something and your nose runs, that's a histamine response. So if you're eating, let's say an avocado and your nose is running, or if you're eating balsamic vinegar and your nose is running, it's because your body, your histamine levels are too high, which Mm -hmm. means you probably have histamine intolerance. So yeah, I mean, occasionally like that. So what I'll do with an avocado is I won't eat it every day but I'll eat it once or twice a week, whereas before I couldn't even touch an avocado. So you always have some level of histamine intolerance, you know, really. It's it's more like put into remission. So it's like you still have to nurture it and you still have to follow, you know, a certain, you kind of end up where you start with 20 foods you can't eat and now you can eat three. Mm -hmm. And so you just know those three, you stay away. And for everybody, it's different. So it really just depends on the person. And the thing that's funny is that you know, as far as the fermented foods, like mm-hmm. it's such a big buzzword now, right? Yeah. Like everyone's like fermented is so good for your gut. It's so good. And kombucha and this and that. And yes. so then people are like, okay, let me load up on this. Yeah. And then they're like, why do I feel terrible? Right. Exactly. If, if they have yeah. a histamine intolerance. So now yeah. the question I ask all my guests, take me through a normal day in the life of Becky. Like, what did you eat yesterday? When did you eat it? Um, you know, okay. did you work out? Yeah. So I work out almost every day. Um, I do weight training three days a week and cardio the other three days. And then I take like one day off. 
And it varies. I mean, it's, you know, I used to be a little more strict than I am now. Um, but I, yesterday I have, I usually wake up and I have, I really am into these, uh, wraps, whether it's cassava wraps from CATA brand or, um, the coconut wraps from Nuco. I love those. And I really just, depending on how many carbs I want to eat that day, I don't count macros, but if I'm going to do like a a heavy, like if I'm going to do like a lot of legs or something, I'll eat more carbs, but I, I don't eat grains. So I eat everything is like, you know, comes from a vegetable, my carbs do. So I'll do a cassava wrap, which is just basically cassava, which is a real vegetable and coconut. And I usually do some type of ground meat, whether it's chicken, turkey, or grass-fed beef or bison. And I make my own mayo. And I, I love to make this blend of, I take... Um, let, me, let me stop you right there okay. because um, I want to hear a little bit more about this. Now, why are you making your own mayo? Well, because there's preservatives and stuff that's it's always made with bad oil usually and it or and I just don't like the way it tastes so for my thyroid book I made it one way for my histamine book I made it another way Mm, um, because of the different things that people can have but it's just it's it's a healthy version of mayo that I that honestly I think tastes better and now that I eat it that I can't even eat real mayonnaise because I think it tastes gross and I actually love mayonnaise (laughs) so Um, so then I, and then I usually put some form of veggies on the wrap always. Um, I have a salad usually for lunch or another wrap. I'm not going to lie. I'm like a woman of convenience, you know? Um, and then dinner is like some type of meat with veggies. Um, I do eat often. I'm, I'm one of those people who needs to eat every two hours. If I don't, I get really not, it's not cute. It's, I have to eat every two hours. So, and I, and I don't really eat like, uh, nuts much. So I, I'll snack on another type of like meal, you know? So maybe I would eat like four meals instead of three and two snacks or something like that. Are you enjoying the summit and hearing all the great advice that you don't want to forget? Get the all access pass and get all the video presentations and the audio downloads of every single session. You can get the all access pass and listen to the summit all year long if you want. The best part is you get all of the transcripts so you can go back and read and see every little note that they talked about. Go to fastingresetsummit.com to get your all access pass today. Hey guys, Lauren here. Did you know Chantel just released her new book, Fasting of Freedom? The book is all about the benefits of fasting from a biblical perspective. You'll discover how you can see supernatural healing in your body. You will learn how to discern God's still small whisper to guide you and help you make decisions. You will also master utilizing God's power to overcome difficult times and receive a breakthrough when you are stuck. And you will see how fasting can help you gain victory over a nagging area of sin in your life. You can order your copy right now on Amazon or go to fastingoffreedom.com. Link is in the show notes. Hey guys, I just finished writing a quick little 20 page recipe book that has some of my most amazing smoothie recipes. Everyone that comes over is like, Chantel, you can turn a smoothie into gold. And so I'm sharing that with you free. It's got my tropical colada smoothie recipe, my extra super green smoothie that tastes delicious, and it's all for free. 
Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash smoothie for your free book. I've also developed my own product line. You'll be able to get all these multivitamins that I'm doing in one pill. Each nutrient is totally legit. All the formulas are tested and science-backed without any mystery additives. Personally, my thyroid is better. My skin is glowier. I have more energy. This supplement is vegan, non-GMO, gluten, and allergy-free. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash supplements and check them out. Now, back to the show. So let's really dive in real quick about the thyroid. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a great guest on and she gave some great numbers. And we talked about how, you know, a traditional doctor, their ranges of what they think are normal are so wide. So that's that's why everyone's going in and the doctor's like, oh, you're, you're perfect. Your thyroid's in great health. Well, their, their range is out here when the range really of optimal health should be in here. So, um, off the top of your head, um, do you kind of know some of those numbers, uh, Mm -hmm. of what they should be? Can you share those with people of like, like really Mm -hmm. dive deep, like with the, you know, reverse T3, and okay, I actually have a thyroid guide that explains every single um, lab you need to order, what it means, and what the optimal ranges are. I'll give you guys the link for that. Oh, it's, awesome. It's awesome. Um, so TSH, that's our thyroid simulating hormone. I like to see that between one and two. Um, you know, over two, I don't, you know, maybe 2.5. I'm like, eh, once I see it at three, it's, I, real, I know there's something going on. Um, T4, you know, free, you're really the free, you, you do, I do look at total and free, but I'll just say the free is T4 free, usually between one and two, um, T3 free, which is our most important thyroid hormone because it's what's being used the most in the body. I like to see between three and four. Um, and you know, a lot of people have conversion issues, so they don't, their T4 is higher than their T3 because T4 has to be converted into T3 to be used in the body. So that's where the gut and supporting the liver and all that kind of comes into play to get that T3 up. So, um, and then I always look at reverse T3 because reverse T3, I like to explain it like it's the, it's the gas and free T3 is the brakes. I'm sorry, it's the opposite. Reverse T3 is the brakes and free T3 is the gas. If your reverse T3 is too high, which I don't like it over 12, um, that means that your body is going to literally make you more fatigued so that you slow down and you rest. And, and I see it all the time. I see people 16 to 20. I mean, and they're, they're exhausted. I'm like, your body's telling you, you need to rest. Um, and then the antibodies are different depending on the lab. So I don't have a range, you know, I do follow the lab range on that one. I don't, there is not like a functional medicine lab range for that. Um, But if they're over the lab range, then you have Hashimoto's. So, and it's only a matter of time. Sometimes you can have high antibodies, but your, you know, your T4 and your T3 aren't quite really low yet, but it's because it's the destruction of the thyroid hasn't happened to the degree yet to reduce the thyroid hormones. Now, what is the, your opinion on someone getting tested? So first of all, are you on any thyroid medicine right now? I'm not anymore. I used to be. I was so on it twice. Your, mm-hmm. And then you're able to wean yourself off. Yeah. Um, so if you, in your opinion, let's just pretend someone was on armor thyroid. Right. 
would you suggest that they take it in the morning? Let's mm-hmm. say they woke up at 7 a.m. And then would you say, okay, take your thyroid medicine in the morning and then get your thyroid tested? Or are you in the camp that says, no, wake up first thing in the morning, don't take your thyroid, go get your blood work at say 8 a.m. when they first open and let's see what your levels are. I do both. I do actually both. So what I do is I do it first without and then four weeks on medication or whether some people will do it with supplements instead. Um, we retest. And so that way you can see if the thyroid hormone levels are, you know, if that, if that's the right dose for them basically. Mm -hmm. And also speaking of the way to take thyroid hormone, I like people to take it twice a day rather than just once Mm -hmm. because it's not long lasting. You know, it, it, it does. And a lot of people get that dip towards the, you know, afternoon. So I like people to take it right when they wake up and around two o'clock because, you know, you, you have to then also wait an hour with food. It's kind of complicated, but yeah. So you recommend like if someone's on armor that they take it for one one dose in the morning and one in the afternoon. Well, if they're, let's say they're in 60 milligrams, I would say take 30 when you wake up 30 at two. Yeah. Um, I just heard that advice from someone else. And I, I'm think that's, that's so good because it's basically the amount, the, the armor thyroid is what's the span of it. Cause a lot it's of people not, would come. Not long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cause really the, not long. A lot of people would complain like I do really well in the morning yeah. and then in, at, at around, you know, one or two o'clock, I'm now exactly. crashing yeah. and they're not figuring out why. So that's so helpful. Yeah. And great tips. And a lot of that also has to do with the adrenal glands. You know, anyone who has an afternoon crash or they wait, they can't, you know, can't sleep. That's a big sign of a cortisol issue. Um, in addition, you know, but the court, but the adrenals and the thyroid run hand in hand. So usually when you have an issue with one, you have an issue with the other and you really have to address both. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one more question. What is your opinion on iodine? Um, when it comes to people with thyroid, are you an advocate for people to be taking iodine supplements or do you feel like they shouldn't take it? So I think it's different for everybody. I think that for some people, iodine can be really helpful. It can reduce the size of nodules. You know, it can be the cause of hypothyroidism if they have too little iodine. But um, for people with Hashimoto's, which 90 to 95% of people who have hypothyroidism do have Hashimoto's, it can also flare you up a little bit. So it can make you, you know, make the thyroid inflamed. So, you know, I don't recommend taking iodine by itself. Um, I have a blend and and many other companies have blends where it's like the selenium and the iodine are in certain, um, they're balanced each other out because you don't want to just take iodine. So, you know, and, and there's testing you can do too. There's a, the most valid test, I think there's a doctor's data test and they actually have you take iodine and then they, it's a urine test and then they measure your levels to see how your body's holding on to it and if you're low. So I would never put someone on just straight up iodine unless I had at least seen that test. Awesome. Well, where can listeners go to follow you and your work and get your new book? So my new book's going to be pretty much everywhere books are sold and Amazon. Um, it launches December 10th. Um, and my website is drbeckycampbell.com and I have a lot of articles. I write a lot of stuff. I have recipes and everything on there. 
And then I'm most active on Instagram at Dr. Becky Campbell. Um, and I'm on Facebook too, but I do a lot more Instagram these days than I do Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was so interesting and I really enjoyed talking with you. Well, thanks for having me. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.